welcome back to another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. It is our Friday special show where we're zoning in on the big game of the weekend. If you haven't checked out our earlier show, our Tuesday show, we talked a little Bengals, a little Browns, and a little Blue Jackets. The Killer Bees. As they as the Blue Jackets get their season started. Uh, also, we were drinking Third Eye Brewing's Magic Dream Bahama Mama Milkshake IPA. An impressive beverage. Can't say enough about it. Uh, no. If you if you want to get our full thoughts on it, check out our Tuesday show. But once again, cannot suggest it enough. I know it sounds like an absolute weirdo of a beer, but very, very good and definitely something you should try. Uh, Zach... On the opinions for us today, Josh, on the ones and twos, I'm Greg. We are getting into the big game. Saturday, 2.30, NBC, number 7, UC, number 9, Notre Dame. What? Number 7, UC, number 9, Notre Dame. Oh, all my notes are for Ohio State. Rutgers, I thought we were, never mind. <laughs> I thought we were breaking that one down. Bowling Green, Ball State. <laughs> there we go. Oh, by the way, did you see? Caca! No. Very off, very <laughs> off topic. Uh, Dayton played Presbyterian, which has the coach that doesn't punt. Yeah, doesn't do punt. The, uh, they were down like twenty-three to nothing. They got back into the game a little bit. But UC Notre Dame two thirty NBC. First question, Josh. I'm gonna ask you first. Is this the biggest game in UC Bearcat football history, Greg? You better believe it. You better believe this is the big time for the Bearcats. Coming off the Big 12 announcement, going into South Bend, top 10 matchup between undefeated teams, playoffs at stake here. I, can, can, can you tell me a better matchup? Okay, it's supposed to be 70, sunny, and beautiful in South Bend on Saturday at 2.30. It's just, I mean... It, it's a match made in heaven. Uh, it's just the match itself is just going to be so monumental, such a magical time for college football fans. I cannot wait. Absolutely, it is the biggest game in history for the Bearcats football program. Zach, you seem yeah. to be slightly more reserved than Josh is. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited about uh, it. I just what, what, I, I was thinking back to like the Georgia game last I was year. Gonna say, I, I was since, thinking that was the big since then. Since then, no, I, I think Josh brought up a good point. It is bigger than that was because I think the key is a Big 12 announcement's big. And I think in a lot of ways, the Big 12 as a conference, you know, losing their two big members, they need some schools. Like, that would be a huge statement. In a yeah. way, it's a statement for the Big 12, kind of, a little yeah, bit. Like, same. We got, we're bringing in a team who's on the national stage, took down a blue blood power, I think it's overrated as hell, but you know what I'm saying? Like we that's still, a, yeah, we still got some teams. Yeah, we got, we got West some, Virginia's looking better. They you know. look good. Yeah, I mean, we, we got some players. So, no, I agree. I think it's a huge game. Obviously, for Cincinnati, there's a lot of uh, the Brian Kelly blood. Not so much the players, I don't think, really care about that, but I think as a fan base, that's still uh, yeah. still fresh in everybody's and, mind. I, I, we'll definitely get to that here in a second. Um you know, I was racking my brain because, you know, I'd even heard, uh, you know, Tony Pike, who was the quarterback, you know, of that team that, you know, went 12-0, and 0, right. uh, went to the Sugar Bowl, and I was like, this this can't be the biggest, you know, we had the Florida chance, the Georgia chance, 
some of those big games, but you know, this is one of the few chances we get for kind of a season def defining win that people can't, you know, kind of put down like they have in the, you know, uh, the Big East isn't great. Ah, the AAC right. isn't great. Like, Notre Dame is a solid team. They have wins over other conferences, especially if they finish off the season 10-2 and and 11-1. and This is a big win. This is one of the few, if potentially, well, you know, one of the only couple, possibly the only one during the regular season for a top-10 matchup for the Bearcats. Yep. They go on the road. You know, this is only their second time playing Notre Dame, so it's a big Big stage, top 10 teams, huge implications because it could be one of the few games and probably their last chance this season to really make a statement. And you have all of that juice behind it, as you mentioned, from a coaching standpoint, from a proximity standpoint, yeah. from a fan standpoint, from a recruiting standpoint. A honestly, huge Notre recruiting Dame standpoint. Here. Outside of Ohio State, who else... Company in Cincinnati's big Catholic area. Where else is Cincinnati battling? It's Notre, it's Notre Dame and Ohio State who they battle yeah, down I here mean, for recruits. In Indiana, we talked about a little bit, but yeah. I mean, you look at that's guys, a huge thing. You know, the first one off the top of the mind, you know, Kyle Rudolph, elder guy. Yep. Notre Dame. So, you know, a lot of guys in that area. Um, I, I guess, you know, taking a look, both these teams come in undefeated. Uh, Notre Dame with wins over. Uh, Florida State, a bad Florida State team that, you know, kind of hung with them in overtime. Uh, skated by Toledo. Uh, had, you know, a tough time for a while with Purdue and then was in a close matchup with Wisconsin. Lost their starting quarterback, Jack Cohn. And yeah. then, you know, was, was able to make it through due to some big Wisconsin mistakes. Uh, Cincinnati coming in, you know, 3-0. and uh, The wins over Miami, Murray State, and then the big road win at indiana coming in to this game based on where they have been you know so far who do you think has the early edge in this game you know notre dame does kind of have that neutral environment but they played you know most of their games at home they did have that first game at florida state so they do have that that road environment they will have the home field advantage uh cincinnati did play in indiana going on the road which team do you think so far is better prepared for this game, Josh? Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati, without a doubt in my mind. And I think you saw that in at the Indiana game, where at the beginning of at the beginning of the Indiana game, that place that place was pretty loud at the very beginning. And you saw while they were pulling stands out of the Yeah, <laughs> while they were literally ripping the bleachers out of stands. And you saw the Bearcats struggled with that and adjusted. Yeah. Um, I think where you've seen the opposite of that is uh, last week where Notre Dame let up five sacks in the first half alone. And I don't know if in you're Chicago familiar. Crowd that was very pro Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of Wisconsin people, but yeah. And I don't know if you're familiar with this Bearcats defense, but they could have a feast in the first half. Even if the offense starts slow. Notre Dame's not going to start any quicker with this Bearcats defense. It just isn't going to happen. If it does, fine. I'll, I'll own that. But it's just not going to happen. Zach, taking a look at the coaching matchups, as you mentioned earlier, you have 
Brian Kelly, who was there a while ago. You know, it's the twenty ten. It's 20, a fan thing. The twenty ten Sugar yeah. Bowl. Yeah. yeah. But you also have Marcus Freeman. Yeah. You know, the Marcus Freeman angle. Um, you know, guy that was the defensive coordinator at Cincinnati as recently as last season. He might be at Ohio State next year, but <laughs> right now. But, but no, yeah. I mean potentially. Yeah. I mean yeah. potentially. So uh, at least a guy that, you know, 85, you know, 85% of the roster probably has some familiarity with. Oh, yeah. Do you think this coaching matchup affects the game at all from a Kelly standpoint or from a Freeman standpoint? Oh, I think from a Freeman standpoint. I think the defense, yeah, from a Freeman standpoint, um, let's let's not be stupid here. Uh, you don't think Brian Kelly's had him in meetings discussing? He knows what, I mean, Cincinnati's doing what they want to do. He learned from Luke Fickle. They're going to do what he wants to do. He knows what Mike Trussell wants to do. Um, they all come from that same family. They come from that same family, exactly. So, I mean, Marcus Freeman, I'm sure, has sat down with Brian Kelly and the offensive staff. They've talked about those kinds of things. On the flip side, though, I mean, you could say it's a toss-up. Because on the flip side, obviously, Marcus Freeman had to adjust his defensive scheme a little bit, right? He always adjusts to what your head coach wants um, to an extent. But they have a pretty good idea of what Marcus's tendencies are, what he likes to call, yeah, what he likes to do. And um, both guys have, you know... Ritter and Denbrock, you know, the offensive coordinator for yeah. Cincinnati, have gone up against Freeman a ton of times. Freeman's gone up against, you know, the large majority of that offense. Exactly. A number of so, times on defense. It'll be interesting to see. I Make no mistake, it's going to play a factor. It'll be interesting to see who has the upper hand kind of in that level. Um, I, I tend to lean towards, not saying that I, by saying this, I think Notre Dame's going to win. I'm just saying I think Notre Dame might have a slight advantage there. Um, that's why I think it's going to be, you know, important for UC to kind of, and I think this is what they've been saving it for to kind of come out with, uh, you know, probably a few, uh, I don't want to say trick plays, but some different sub packages, different looks on both sides of the ball that they didn't probably show early in the year. Kind of Mike Trestle or Dembrock's kind of new stuff to kind of throw them off a little bit. Well, and yeah, I think you got to remember here that Notre Dame's coming off of a game, a big game versus a ranked opponent at Soldier Field where they got pretty banged up. Yeah. Um, they've been playing. They've had to come from behind, at least in the first half, in all their games so far. They've had to fight off a few surprises. The Bearcats, uh, while they have started slow in places, have taken care of business everywhere else. They're coming off the bye week here. That's and a key so point. Yeah, coming exactly. off the bye week allows you to really hone in on those, like the end of practice, all right, we're going to run this trick play a dozen times here because mm-hmm. if we get in this situation, we want – you, you know, Ritter's probably got these right. three plays, and if you see the coverage, let's do it. Yeah, it's not even just it. trick plays. It's just being able, you can really add full s- sub-packages, full different um, formations that normally gonna, on a short, normally on a normal week, you might be able to tweak some stuff, but you you got time that you could put in a whole other package right. of plays and things that can um, throw them off. No, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think Notre Dame's been beat up. They don't have the buy. I think they have, I think Indiana... It's gotten a lot of crap. I think they played it in a tough environment in Kinnick. They lost to UC. I, I think UC's Indiana win by the end of the year. I think Indiana will be a better team than Wisconsin. Yeah. I think there's a lot of problems there. I think UC's been at least in one game tested more than Notre Dame has thus far. And I think I think that's an important thing. And maybe we can start with UC first off. Uh, before we get into you know the the Jimmys and Joes as they say, uh, what this game would mean to both teams from a Cincinnati standpoint, obviously, you know, 
you've seen it through the first couple of weeks. The AAC is down. Their biggest contender in the AAC UCF losing Dylan Gabriel to an yeah. injury, probably not going to play or definitely not going to play in that Cincinnati UCF game. You know, not a whole lot of, uh, I guess, tough tests left on the schedule. Obviously, some places that they could falter. But what would a win like this mean for UC? Would it give them some validity towards this uh, this college football playoff, Josh, especially with the weird season we've had so far? It's just, uh, I, you can't hit on this enough. And I think this is what makes the key to what makes this weekend the biggest weekend in Cincinnati Bearcats football history is that you look, aside from last year, you look back to when they were last on this national stage of importance, being with the big guys and everything, the big dogs on the big show, on the big stage. And the coach on the other sideline, up and left in that moment. And say what you will about what that means to the coaches and the players, but for this fan base, for someone like myself, that at the time, that was my first, other than the Florida game, you know, it, it, at the time, it, that's that was it for you. And your coach said he was going to leave and everything was going to be fine, and then he up and left for Notre Dame. Well, yeah. What has he accomplished since then at Notre Dame on the national stage? Has he won a national championship? No, no. Has he brought them he's any? He's surpassed New Rock. He's, the he's, he's surpassed in the all-time winning as most. But in the, the grand scheme of yeah. the things in college football, what have you really Barry accomplished? Mm-hmm. For Cincinnati to go up there and win a game there, whilst also giving themselves, putting the stamp on their resume, yeah, pending they take care of business the rest of the way, putting the stamp on their resume for the playoffs and saying to this coach, two coaches, I guess, but really the one coach and to that, the, that fan base that we don't need him, we've done just fine without him, and we're rising up the ranks, man. We're we're yeah. right up there with you when you left us where we were back then. And yeah. I think that makes this just monumental for the Bearcats this weekend. Oh yeah. It's it's all it's all in the Bearcats' favor. As far as that goes, I, I don't I think whether fan base or in a lot of way I, I I mean it'd be a good win for Notre Dame. They'd be excited about it. Um but I agree. It's all in Ohio UC says so it's huge, they're going on the road. Um I think, you know, coaches don't probably talk about this a lot, but it's true. They broke it. They break the season up right into kind of quadrants or third, you know, whatever. Yeah. Especially when you have the non-conference, you know, this is the end of UC's kind of four, you know, four game set here. That they need, like I'm sure Fickle's home. We got to make some noise. They beat. They took care of a job in Indiana. It wasn't pretty. They did it. This is it, and then they get into the AAC slate, which. Never know what can happen. AAC sometimes gets a little weird, but SMU's looking good. Yeah, I mean, there's still gonna be some up there. Some games, you know, they're still gotta be focused and finish out. But this is their last. I agree. This last chance to make a statement. It's been a weird year. So far, it's been chaos, kind of, and I think there continue to be more. If there's chaos in September, it's gonna continue. There, UC's in a good position. This is their last chance. I mean, I don't think they can just win by a field goal. I think they need to dominate this football yeah. game and make a point. Yeah, I think they have a chance to do so. I mean, a I win's a win. Too. A I win's a win it. and monumental no yeah, matter yeah, either what. Either way, a win. But I think, but I think if you go in there and they throttle them. They need a 10-point yeah. win, and it's not even 10 points close. Like, kind of deal. Right. Like, it's... So, uh, on that point, I guess, as far as... as far, I guess as far as UC needing a win, 
You take a look on the other side, Zach. You have a Notre Dame team that, you know, always has that that kind of weird aura around them as an independent. <laughs> Only they have. But they, yeah. don't have the conference championship to kind of make that last stand. And currently, you know, with the AP rankings today, if you're going into the season, you were expecting several ranked teams, you know, Wisconsin. I mean, aside of Cincinnati, you had Wisconsin, USC, UNC, you know, None of those teams are going to be prob- Tech. As of today, as of the AP poll this week, right. the only ranked team on Notre Dame's schedule is Cincinnati because you have yeah. Wisconsin that dropped out, USC dropped out, North Carolina dropped out. I don't think out. any of those teams are getting back in. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, as far as a win that Notre Dame would mean. I mean, obviously you have some guys, you know, they've moved on, but that's still a place that means something to them to some degree as far mm-hmm. as Brian Kelly and Marcus Freeman and what it would do for a resume of a team that, you know, doesn't have the uh, the small conference, you know, battle uphill, but they, they do have to some degree something held against them because they don't have a conference championship to put in their pocket. And that's their own fault, yeah. What yep. do you think this game means for them? I mean, it's like I said, I it, from the coaches and players' perspective, yeah, it means a lot. It does, and they they know. I mean, you know, coaches will say, "Oh, we take it week by week." Now they they know they know where they're at. I think Notre Dame's got tough sledding, win or lose, in my opinion, getting into the playoff. I think Ohio State has a better shot with one loss, even getting in, just because, yep. like yep. you pointed out, I think it's unlikely they have another ranked team, or if they do, it's going to be real. You know, twenty you know, 20 or, to 25 yeah. or something. Um, They don't really have anything else. You point out, yeah, they don't have the conference championship. So, I mean, it's huge for Notre Dame. They know that. If they go out and whoop ass, because they've honestly not looked impressive. I'm shocked they haven't really, yeah. you know, been dinged like some of the other schools have um, for not playing as well. Um, and you look at them, you know, they're a team that, like, you know, like some of those smaller schools you go, well, they haven't beaten, you know, the big teams. Notre Dame, the last, you know, number of times they've been in either, you know, a playoff bowl or a New Year's Six Bowl even, if you, if you look at them. They've gotten beat pretty handily. I can't remember the last them. time, name the last time that Notre Dame looked good in a, a legit, whether yeah, it's playoff yeah. or BCS bowl game final. I mean, Ohio State played them, like, I think three times in the Fiesta Bowl and, and that's what I think. every time. That's I mean, why they've I think never it's been... important for them. Brian Kelly will tell you that like he'll play it off and everything and oh, he yeah. very much has respect for the bearcats oh, and what they built i don't think they're overlooking them in any means no. for him to say you can't you can't look at his performances in those big bowl games and everything and then lose this and you know he wants to beat them you know marcus freeman wants to beat them well, yeah. but especially for brian kelly's case like as the head coach of this program like when are you going to start building statement wins and Mark my words, this would be a statement win if they were to beat the Bearcats. This isn't no, you know... But again, it can't be a three. I think for either team to make a statement, this can't be a stalemate because I think both teams, and I don't think it's necessarily fair to you, see they started slow. They have the win at Indiana, which right now, I think by the end of the year, look better. Right now, it doesn't look what we thought it was going to look like coming into the year. I think if you win either team, this goes for either team, I think if you win... You you move up in the ranks. No, oh, yeah. And college right now, football playoff comes out. You're on the outside. But for looking both in. these teams with not really marquee games, you got to hope the other team continues. If you on make the a same. statement 
and take it's, care of business the rest of the way, then I... It's huge. And the, if the season continues to go the way it goes across college yeah. football, then I think you have a great shot oh, of making I, it I in. I totally agree. I think, I think both, school, both schools need it. Yeah, exactly. And, and just to take a look at, you know, those quote-unquote New Year's Six Bowls that, that Notre Dame's been in, uh, a loss in the Rose Bowl in 2020, a loss in the Cotton Bowl in 2018, a uh, loss in the Fiesta Bowl in 2015. All three of those were... Um, you know, playoff games, yeah. uh, lost in the BCS national championship in 2012, lost in the sugar and Fiesta bowls in 2006 and 2005, lost in the Fiesta bowl in 2000, lost in the orange bowl in 1995, Jeez. lost in the Fiesta bowl in 1994. So you go all the way back to the cotton bowl of 1993 <laughs> and what that was like seven bowls that they've lost. No, I mean, that, I the last five. So what? Bowls they're three they, and nine since two thousand or something like the, that. Is well, what I'm saying. In yeah, and well, if you look at all of their bowls, their last five bowls that they've won, and they've been in, in a bowl most of those seasons are the Hawaii Bowl, the Sun Bowl, <laughs> the Music City Bowl, the Pinstripe Bowl, the Citrus Bowl, and the Camping World. They bowl. might he Camping they, World Bowl. They might as well be. They might as well be goddamn Purdue or something or Northern Illinois playing in those fucking bowls. That's my point. Honestly, I'm just not even because I'm a UC alum, just even being Ohio State, I fucking hate Notre Dame. And I hope UC whoops their ass on top of that and just finally burst this insane bubble these fans in Notre Dame have where they think they're like gods because they want a bunch of, like Michigan fans, you want a bunch of championships in the 30s and 40s. No one gives a shit anymore. It's been like a fucking hundred years. Whoa, it's only been like 50 years since. Yeah, then. I know, but you know what I'm saying. Like, Jesus, get it's over yourself. It's only been like. 60 days. Get over yourself. You've been irrelevant for the most part in the last like 60 years. So, all right. Well, now down to the game, the players on the field, starting with UC's offense, an offense that, you know, has gotten off to slow starts in the last two games. The Murray State game, only seven points at halftime. Down early, you know, didn't really get back into the game until about, you know, the last two minutes before halftime. As far as keys to the game, on the offensive side for UC, Josh, where are you starting with that? I think I'm going to start with uh, the deep man, Alex Pierce. Um, you know, that's he's been a threat. I know he missed some time last year, but he's that deep downfield threat that you've seen a couple times this year. You've seen Ritter's able to really pinpoint that deep ball. I think getting guys like him involved early, like I don't think you wait too long. And we saw that right off the gate, first pass of the season this year, a deep bomb down the field. That's that kind of stuff you got to open with the game with. Go right after him, get the defense moving quick. This, you know, you've seen it too many times. You don't want to stall. And you've seen that this Notre Dame, especially the Notre Dame linebackers, man, Oh boy, when you watch them, I feel like I'm watching like the Bengals defense from past couple years. Like just poor, poor tackling. They're tough in the safety though. Uh, yeah. Shoot. I don't have my laptop. I spilled beer on it. But uh, yeah, Notre Dame's got a couple good safeties, especially the one who's project. But yeah, I agree. I think yeah, the rest of the front sevens. Yeah, it's a it, Ritter's going to have time, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So so. Choose those plays. We talked about it a little bit. You've had this extra week. Week. Choose those plays where Ritter can go up to the line with some plays and identify the coverage and identify the big play threat and when to take it early. I think that helps you because going up early against this Notre Dame team, that relaxes this defense so much. And mm, like they're, this defense is going to eat. 
Zach, what about you? Yep. Biggest biggest key to the game for UC on the offensive side. I agree with Josh. Part like uh, the Pierce uh, comment, um, but I had two parts of that, so I'll go with my other one. You know, I think uh, the run game, Ritter and Ford, especially if they do take that lead, the the ability to grind it out. I think one thing we haven't seen Notre Dame's defense handle is a team who can grind it out. I think if UC is able to build a lead, and they can play off that, right? That's how you build that passing game, some play actions, you get some deep balls. I agree. I think early, though, I like to see him be aggressive. I like to see that tempo. Let's get a little yeah. tempo going. Yeah. Let's, let's crank let's it up. Run it up. Because I don't up. think Notre Dame would be expecting that, right? I think they're expecting them to kind of come out real slow. Let's, I would be like, let's go, let's go. I like to see him run the tempo up early. Um, you know, in the defense, I think I'm not really worried about the defense. I think, you know, Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant, the, you know, um, they, they look good on the defensive line, I think, being able to get some pressure. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll get to the defense here in a second. Okay, sorry. So, jump in, but, jump uh, in the gun. I would say, you know, as far as you guys, I, I would totally agree with those, yeah. but I think you guys are at, you know, steps two and three of this offense. I think the most important people to this team. Yeah. O-line. The big uglies. Yeah, the big uglies. The big uglies. No, you're right. I'm very yeah. much a guy in the trenches because as someone, you know, that uh, many people will say, uh, you know, I pace around for games. I get very get very anxious during these games. The offensive line is someone that I've shown that when they play, as they go, the UC offense goes. You saw it against Georgia. You know, James Hudson, current Cleveland Brown, by the way, when he went out, you know, it made a big, it difference. Made a big yeah. difference. You look at the offensive line early in the game against Indiana. A lot of penalties yeah. early, you know, false start penalties, holding penalties. Got him in some tough, you know, second and 15, third Mets, and 12, Mets, Mets. stuff like that. I mean, Brats Met. and Mets. <laughs> yep. No, and I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah no, you got to clean that up for the You defense. do, you do, yeah, I mean, yeah. Mets moving into right guard has helped. They're big. But That's of, the thing with UC. Yeah. Unlike a lot of those uh, non-power fives, they, they got a big hog mollies. I agree. Yeah. They, if they can just play up to their level and play clean. But that's I don't think they have a problem. I'm just saying, though, you know, usually playing – non-power five schools their alignment or not as big i mean that's a big dude yeah i mean all their guys across the line you know they have some of their sophomore guys i think they finally got and i think the one thing that i really like was they had the chance to get over the scaries you know especially for you know they have a couple sophomores and whatnot and all these guys hadn't played against the crowd in over a year they no, got the, they got the playing against the crowd exactly. out of the way they got the you know Getting things focused, I think if they can get the game started, I think Ritter's also a huge, you know, if a huge part of this offense. If he can get a few early completions, because he's he is the epitome of a tempo passer. If he yeah. gets a couple of, you know, I think slants, he would excel in that. He's yeah. someone that can chuck the ball down the field. But if he's someone that is inaccurate early, he will continue to be inaccurate until he can get that tempo. Uh, Zach, going back over, you were mm-hmm. jumping the gun a little bit. On this defense, now you talked about Sasha about Kobe yeah. Bryant. Are those your keys to this defense? No, no, because I, I expect them to play up, and I think we've seen. Um, I mean, shoot, I mean, how many deep balls did they even throw against? Look, Wisconsin's a solid defensive team. I'm not knocking it. I wish Ohio State had their defense right now. I'm not knocking it, but I mean, I, I don't think we've really seen. 
uh, Jack Conner that ability to really push the ball deep consistently. I, I think Notre Dame lacks weapons, in my opinion, on the outside. It's not it's not elite. And we are recording on on or this earlier in the right, week, we so don't we know. don't know. We, we're if not Cone we're not aware of who is exactly starting. Um, but either way, in my opinion, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't. I think Notre Dame lacks weapons on the outside, in my opinion. Um, it's so it's really going to come down to that front seven. Um, defensive line, linebackers. I like a lot of what I've seen. You know, they fly to the football. I think that's just the key is maintaining your... I think on defense, it's always maintaining your composure. That usually comes in with both sides, but defense... I don't want to explain. Anybody's played football at any level. You kind of know what I'm talking about. It's a little bit loose. There's You play with a little more emotion on the defensive side. You know, you're, you're more reading and reacting, and it's going to be jacked. People are going to be loud. That's going to be the loudest place they played in. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's not Bloomington, Indiana. Honestly, no. I just want to point out. Um, so it's going to be the defense playing within themselves, maintaining gap coverage. If they can do that, because they have a better defense than Notre Dame's seen by far. I, I don't think it's any oh, yeah. problem. But just don't get too pretty. I think the defense, like I was talking about the offense, they think they need to throw some things out there. And the defense, you just do what you do. This is big. I know we said it going into Indiana as a whole that it was a big uh, TCOB game. Take care of business. Exactly. And I think for the offense, the offense has to so show some flash and go above yeah. and beyond here. But defensively, it's TCOB. Take care of business. I think yeah. the one thing, my key uh, defensively, is getting more pressure at the line of scrimmage. You know, you only yeah. have four sacks on the season. I'd like to see a they little need bit to, more pressure there. Arquan Bush, uh, Beavers needs. I'd love to see Beavers really have a game here. Uh, but you've you've got ca- capable playmakers uh, in, especially like off on the linebacking front, like Malik Van out of Fairfield. Mm-hmm. Like you've got. You've got very capable playmakers, and I think experimenting with the pass rush. Mike Trust rush, has got to ramp it up. And when I you've think got that good of a secondary, yeah, yeah. But when I'm you've saying got that great of a secondary, you can send front, some guys, make some stunts, some linebacker, you know, bring it up from all over because I don't think they're going to be prepared for that. No. Uh, yeah, I think one, it starts. I mean, obviously, you have a great secondary, but I think one, it starts with a guy like my Jay Sanders, who's a, you know, who's a solid pick, you know, probably like a. a day two pick in the NFL draft to be able to get after once again, a guy like Jack Cohn who might be a little bit hobbled or injured or a, you know, a Drew Pine who's a sophomore who, you know, might, if you can make a guy like that uncomfortable or a guy who can't move, then that affects him for the rest of the game. I think the other very important thing is the linebackers have to play very well. They've right. been getting gashed by tight ends and they will face you know, one of the best tight ends, the best tight end that they'll face this season, potentially one of the best tight ends in the nation in tight end Michael Mayer, mm-hmm. has been one of Cone's favorite targets all year. And he's a guy that, you know, will, will, will eat you up if you allow him. So if they can get good pressure, allow the linebackers to take on Mayer or potentially allow, you know, a guy like a Kobe Bryant or an Arquan Bush to, to kind of match up with Mayer to yeah. allow that front seven to get after the quarterback, then this could be a very frustrating day for this Notre Dame offense. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point too. Let's look at, I think UC has no reason not to bring blitzes or not pin their ears back. You're not facing a team with uh, quarterbacks with any level of mobility whatsoever right these are statues in the pocket kind of guys yeah, not a, not even like a michael Penix guy <clears throat> no or like, well michael you know, Penix can move i mean yeah he's he's not a michael vick but i mean yeah he can move he can hurt you with his leg yeah you're right i mean they're not 
They're not facing anything like that. These guys will not move. There's no reason you shouldn't be bringing five, you know, whoever. You should trust the secondary. You know, you got, what, two guys on some of those postseason lists in the secondary? You, you trust them. They can play man. They can play bump. Like I said, Josh said, take care of business, baby. TCOB. Taking care of business. So, Zach, I mean, as far as taking care of business, what would be your biggest worry for this team? You know, what what would be something that would kind of sound the alarm for you on Saturday if it happened? Like a play or... Like a play a... or, so, you know, if someone yeah. gets going or if something happens, you know, early, you're like, uh I think the problem... I look at a period from a coaching... Well, I hate to pick on him. I'm going to go... I'm. We're still waiting for that Des Ritter moment, in my opinion. I, I still. I need to see him put the offense a little bit on his back and kind of his coming out party. Right. You've been hearing it for years. He's gonna take the step. We all remember when he first came in, and you're like, "Geez, that UCLA he, game where he yeah, led them back." I know, but there's still time. Then he's slowly taking steps. I need to see the big. You know, we talked about it all offseason. I'm gonna take the big moment. I'm gonna. You know, he came back this year, and you know. There was talk. He's got some of the intangibles to be a high pick. I think this is this is a, his draft game here. Let's see it. Let's see it. I need to see him make some plays, like tight window throws, rack up some yards running, be smart with the football. That that's for me. If he gets jittery or out of sync, like he can, we saw. Like I don't think you come back from a slow start against anything like you do against any. That crowd's gonna be mm. in it, and that place is gonna be shaking. You don't. You don't. You can't. Can't put up seven points, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that's my biggest worry is, you know, you've seen this Notre Dame team, you know, they've they've been in some tight games, but they have blown leads, but I think they have the defense together. You you can't pull the same thing that you pulled against, you know, Murray State right. yeah. and, and Indiana where you get down or, or, you know, you don't really get started. And I feel like the the one thing that worries me is Cincinnati at their best can really compete with anyone yeah. and i 100 percent believe that even if it's in alabama or an ohio state or anyone i'm not saying they could beat them but i would maybe say they ohio could. state i don't know if it could be alabama but maybe ohio state that's fair but i'm saying they could yeah they could compete with anyone they could put a game together against anyone you know especially what we've seen in the college football playoff recently that's my point i will disagree with you because i have not seen that from murder i need to see but that's what i mean i need to see they it all together put a four quarter game no, together. No. They've put right. there have been quarters where I think UC can be one of the best teams in the right. nation. But he's but I have not seen four quarters. He's a senior. This this is his he can't let the moment get too big, but he's got to realize it's a big moment. And everybody's been looking at him. I think the offense has been uneasy at times because they look at him, not saying he gets but you know what I mean? They're gonna be looking at him. It's loud, places buzzing. He's gotta calm everybody calm everybody down and be like i got this let's let's chill out because they all build off him and i like des ritter i think he has the ability to do i think it's all the intangibles to do it i just need to see it i haven't seen it uh josh what about you uh any any big worries that you have coming into this game yeah the big worry is the slow start i mean you need to take your bachner your your bachman and your turner (laughs) throw it into overdrive and take care of business I mean, you can't do this slow start. I can't where, believe he did that. I, I, I cannot I, I, believe he actually tried. Like, like we weren't going to understand that. <laughs> Keep going. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'll see myself out. But no, you got to, you have to, that's what I was saying with the, it doesn't need to be a trick play, but you just have to come out there and so, show some flash. Yeah. And that starts with Ritter. 
you you have to be able to go down there and drive. Like I want to see a score on the first drive. Yeah. I want to see you across the fifty multiple times in the first quarter. Not these slow methodical drives because that I think that opens you up for your room for error that you see in the first half with the Bearcats. You Their can't come out slow defensively. You got to throw something at them. You know, yeah, you got to mix it up. So, just to end this because. We're a positive podcast. Everybody knows that about us. Uh, Josh, best case scenario for the Bearcats. What would you like to see that just like uh, puts you in the back of your chair? Like, or well, I guess you'll be there. I will. Yeah, yeah. Josh yeah. will be there on so the ground will, reporting live. Yeah, I will be there. First bowl in the end zone, uh, and I cannot wait. It's going to be such a cool experience. Um, but the thing that would get me going out of my seat. I'm going to be out of my seat the whole time. But the thing that'll get me going, rattling up, grabbing the guy next to me, score first drive, turnover first defensive drive. I mean, look, you look at that defense, and I think they've you've seen key spots, especially in the Indiana game, where you got very key turnovers. I think if the Bearcats can get at least two turnovers in this game, then and the offense is clicking and doesn't start slow, then they might roll the Irish. And that, I think, would be the best-case scenario. Zach, what about you? Best-case scenario? Best-case scenario, what I, I need to see. Similar, I, yeah, I, I, I need to see. I want to be a, I don't want to be a methodical. Methodical can wear you down, but I need to see a big play. I need to see a big play, a couple big plays early, whether that's Ford out of the backfield or Ritter hitting Pierce or any number of guys. Um, a couple big plays. And honestly, I think the defense just... If you couple three, if Notre Dame gets a couple three and outs early, you don't think I'm not saying there's gonna be panic, but you don't think there's gonna be a little uh, that place is gonna quiet down real quick. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing, yeah, and your eyes will brighten up as soon as I say this. I know this. You can take the quarterback out of Wisconsin, but you can't take Wisconsin <laughs> out of the quarterback. Exactly. You get them under pressure. Yep. You get them behind. They're gonna be a Wisconsin quarterback. Oh, yeah. You got Graham Mertz. Two words to brighten up your day. Joel Stave. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you get this team down early. You get them pressing. You can get a few turnovers. And I'm not saying, look. Oh, yeah. The Notre Dame-Wisconsin game was like 10-10, 13-10 at the end of the third quarter. It got away from Wisconsin very quickly. And I think if you can force this Notre Dame team. And don't forget. Cone wasn't in. I mean, that wasn't Cone. So, yeah, to, yeah. Well, Cone was, but a lot of them were Graham Mertz turnovers. Oh, yeah, Graham Mertz. Yeah. So if you can force this guy to have to push the ball down the field, if you can force him to have to throw at Sauce Gardner, who's gotten thrown at like three times through three games, yeah, it could get ugly in the best way possible. Oh, yeah. Very, if you see it comes out of the game with a 10 nothing lead or something through two possessions each, I think that's a, that's a whole different... They don't... Yep. Notre Dame's not built for that. Nope. They can't handle it. Alrighty, guys. Now is the time. We're taking straight up, but just to give... Because I know you get a little upset about the gambling odds. Right now, you see two and a half points as we record on Monday. Two and a half point favorites. The Bearcats in South Bend versus the Irish... Zach, I would love your opinion for it. Zach, who you got? Straight I, up, of course. I got UC. Straight up. Yep. I got him uh, 10 points. Josh, who you got? Fellas, I almost wore a suit to this tonight. Instead, I just went with the business casual UC quarter zip. 
because we will be taking care of business on Saturday, but we will be partying afterwards in South Bend when the Bearcats take down Notre Dame. I got the Bearcats all the way. You come out with fire, you get at least two turnovers, and they roll them. That's who I got. Gray's going to take Notre Dame. I know he knows how to, but <laughs> I feel like Zach's a, or Josh is the guy that shows up to the party like saying I'm business casual and comes without a tie tie because <laughs> he doesn't know how to. It says, it says, I like to party, but I'm here to be, or, I like to be formal, but I'm here to party. He might have a clip on rocking or something like that. Ooh, that uh, there you go. Um, look. There is absolutely no way you would get me not to take Cincinnati <laughs> in this game. I'm taking Cincinnati. I think it could be big. I'm thinking probably one, two possessions. I think 10 points is a solid is a solid mm-hmm. look. I would say somewhere in the 7 to 10 range. But I'm taking the Bearcats. All three of us on the Bearcats. Absolutely no homerism here, of course. Josh, can you get down the drive started? Solid UC. Notre Dame breakdown. Oh, baby. Oh, 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 oh. oh. oh.